0: Hey, I'm Stephen Glicker from Roll for Combat and Battle Zoo Bestiary, and you're listening to Morse's Unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk.
1: This week, Morse, Peter, and Jessica talk about Ian Publishing's
0: Kickstarter for the Level Up Adventure Path to Save a Kingdom. In the news, what will be in the new Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master's Guide? Critical Role announces two new RPGs. Details on the Gloomhaven RPG arby's dice are back and more plus a brand new sketch about job performance review time for lich's minions this week on morse's unofficial tabletop rpg talk the imperial opera house is this week's sponsor get yourself down there and listen to people warble and screech their way through obscure foreign languages achieving notes never intended for human consumption you are guaranteed not to understand a thing, but they do sell nice ice creams at the interval. Wait, what? They don't sell ice creams? What sort of outfit are they running there? All oh, the tabletop are outplayed news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial. Tabletop RPG
1: hello 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 and welcome to morris's unofficial tabletop rpg talk i am russ aka morris or morris aka
2: russ and with me this week is peter coffee from the southampton guild of Roleplayers. russ has ever it is a delight to be here and joining us once more it's the one it's the only some say that she can eat a whole chocolate easter egg but simply by unhinging a drawer, but I've never seen her do that. It's
3: amazing It's... It's me, Jessica, from EM Publishing. Yeah. I probably could, like a snake.
2: Oh, but I have never seen you do that, so that's true. No. And I don't think I want to see that,
3: well, to be honest. Everyone has different interests, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well,
2: I could, I could bring like, maybe a Cadbury's cream egg or something. Well, yeah, maybe oh, a definitely tiny one. a Cadbury's <laughs> cream
3: egg. Like, who couldn't do that?
2: Who yeah. couldn't swallow a Cadbury's cream egg whole? Ooh, okay. okay, thank you. Right. okay. Um, yeah, like anyway, this, anyway.
3: surely, like the size anyway. of human esophagus on a cream I'm not going to do this egg. because
1: I'm let's not going talk, to Let's talk about chocolate eggs and what's okay. <laughs> going Gaming. So how, how have you have you done gaming. any gaming this week? How's your week been?
3: I have. Do you want to hear about it?
1: Maybe. Because last time we did this,
3: you complained. I'll tell you. All Go right, on, then. so Tell what have I done in gaming? So uh, I went to a LARP last weekend, which was mm-hmm. after we oh, recorded it, does. which was really great. It was long. It was an eight-hour one.
1: Ooh, that is long.
3: It was long, and halfway through, we stopped to have a meal and a breakout character, and mm. everyone was quite tired, so we had to really pep ourselves up for the second half, because right. doing a LARP, being in character the whole time, is like quite quite mentally draining.
1: What was the theme? What was it? Was it fantasy? It was a or...
3: space western, so Ooh, think Firefly, okay, yes. think Cowboy, beat pop. Yep. So it was very fun. Hmm. And then on Wednesday, I GM'd a game. I ran a game. Would you believe it?
1: I don't believe it. I did. I do believe it because I know you did, but I still don't. (laughs) For the purposes of this podcast, I don't believe it.
3: Gasp! Just ran a game. Yeah, I I think it went quite well. I I said to them, I was like, this is either a one-shot or a two-shot. I don't know. Because I'm new to running games. I wasn't, and I'd written it myself. I was like, I'm not sure how the pacing's going to go. I was like, it'll either be one or two sessions. It's going to be two sessions. Um, mm. But yeah, it went really well. They did the stereotypical thing of loving to death an NPC that was meant to be a minor character. So I was like, okay, I guess this NPC is becoming more important because they, mm-hmm. they love Larry, the paranoid neighbour, which awesome. I didn't I didn't see coming, but mm. it went pretty well. So I'll probably run a game again. And tonight I'm playing all, uh, my Warhammer Fantasy campaign. Nice.
2: Marvellous. Yeah. Nice.
3: And nice. that's my uh, week. What,
2: what are you, Peter of Clan Coffee? Mm. Well, my week in gaming has been pretty slow, but... It has definitely had a high point. Uh, this was on Wednesday. We were playing in a totally unofficial adaptation of Naomi Novik's Temeraire series, and uh, we had we were using Fate Accelerated, so it allowed the GM to split us between humans and dragons. And I, due to great chance, got to play a dragon. It was I got, the I got best. to play a human. You got to play a human. And Russ is nice. like, Oh, yeah, I suppose we'll ride on his back. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I suppose okay. I'm riding Peter. Okay, <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was like, it was going fine, uh, right up until the game started. And <laughs> I was like, Oh, oh no, enemy ships. Okay. Uh, I'm going to buzz them, which for those unfamiliar with that term means that you fly over at a very low height at high speed, um, which is uh, quite amusing. So that was quite good.
3: What What about you, Russ?
2: What about me?
1: Well, I was in that same
2: game. Yes. I was playing
1: Raphael uh, Valentine. Valentine. Yeah. Raphael Valentine. Raphael with an F, not the H. Who was <laughs> a sneaky thief type of character.
3: Sounds
1: fun. Yeah, it was fun. And then last night I was running to save a kingdom. Oh. The adventure part. players. Last, last week they attempted a full frontal assault on an orc fort. <laughs> and then you know that scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where they run up to the castle and they turn around and it's like run away, run away, run away. It was exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. They were, yeah. they yeah. like ran up, attacked the fort, and then turned around and ran away when they realized they were severely, severely outmatched, despite having been warned repeatedly that that was the case.
3: Well, you know, sometimes you've got to figure out these things for yourself. You know,
2: mm. it's all Give part of the learning experience.
3: It's smart. And if you too yeah. would like to play through the to Save a Kingdom adventure path, it is now live on Kickstarter. It is. And you too can this have your players... This podcast may
2: contain promotional material. <laughs> uh,
3: and you too can have your players be attacked by orcs. Um,
2: mm, bit of product placement there. There we go. <laughs> you could have your players attacked by orcs. That's never been a game I've ever played in.
3: It's very original. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's also a dragon right. in it, which I don't believe anyone what? else has ever done.
2: Wait, you don't um, play a dragon. There's some sort of, what, adversary dragon? The, the narrator
3: Wild. would. Oh, Anyway, shall we talk about news? Yes,
2: news.
3: That's that we like the news.
1: Okay, news, news, news. So, um, well, we got quite a bit of varied news this week.
3: There is. Um, there, do you want to so, start with Dungeons and or Dragons?
1: Um, I was going to leave that until a little bit later. actually. Oh, okay. Where should I we start? We, we could start, end Russell? with Dungeons and or Dragons because yeah. people build up to that exciting, exciting climax of the news. Oh, okay. And um, we could start with maybe. You know Gloomhaven? Yes. Yes. The uh, board game? Yes. Yes. And you know there's a RPG coming, which they announced about a year ago, or two years ago, a while back?
3: Yes. Oh,
1: yeah, okay, yeah.
3: I think we talked about Might that this year one. as it's well. Pro- it, was, it, was
1: pro- it was probably like two weeks ago. I don't know. My most sense we, of time has gone. We anyway. have talked
3: about it this year because they started to to give us more information about it yeah. as it's upcoming on Kickstarter this year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the Kickstarter is very very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, June the twentieth. In fact, it's not. It's going to be on Backer Kit, not Kickstarter, but it's June Sorry, the twentieth. Sorry, crowdfunding. Yeah. Yeah, and it is going to have over six hundred miniatures with it.
3: That's all. That's
1: that's a lot of miniatures.
3: I d- dare um, I say it and I may get cancelled for this. I think that's too many.
2: <laughs> I mean, well, that's going to be quite pricey. Quite the painting job
1: as well, yeah. yeah. Um, I assume you're not required to get all the miniatures. I imagine that's a higher pledge tier or an add-on or something. I,
3: I don't I think I they ma- can... I can't
1: imagine a basic pledge tier is going to require you to buy 600 yeah. pledges.
3: I don't think they can even force you to pledge at all, to be honest. So I'm, I think the whole thing is oh, Of course they can.
1: That is, yeah. that is how it works. Okay. Um, well, they're not Hasbro, yeah. can't well, <laughs> according to this, it's, it's like it's a core set of 250 miniatures and then add ons <laughs> offering loads more. Wow.
3: I guess they're not pre painted as well, which would make I'm sense.
1: Assuming not. No,
3: imagine, I'm assuming not. Imagine, like, because so, most gaming groups I know have one person that actually does the painting when you start a new campaign because they mm, enjoy yeah. it. And if you're a party, like, maybe that's five or six and that's fine. But imagine, like, everyone getting this and being like, here's a thousand yeah. minis we need when you But it's like those take.
1: Dwarven Forge ones, isn't it? People get, yeah. like, dozens or hundreds of miniatures from mm. those i wonder how many of those end up getting painted
3: i guess if you like painting minis this would be very fun for you because yeah. yeah. like yeah. I, i'm coming out I, of the lens of someone that's like i, I, oh, I, I am not
1: such a person
3: I, it's because i'm so bad at it i think i've given i well in fairness i tried it once and was bad which is probably because i tried it once Yes, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, a, effect, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, basically. Well, you, well, don't, yeah, it's, like, you it's, don't like it because you're bad at it, and you're bad at it because you don't like it. It's a bit skill. Of slap
3: chop,
2: bit of army yeah. painter, sure you'll mm. be fine. You'll be like, yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: really a, like anything, it's a skill. The more you do yeah. it, the better you'll get at it. So, mm. yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Many minis yeah. for Gloom
1: Yeah, I mean, miniatures—they tend to make like big miniature-based campaigns. They always go into the minions, always, just because oh, they're really yeah. expensive things. So, this will go into the million-dollar Kickstarter club probably in the first day or two, I'm almost sure, and you'll yeah. we'll probably end up like three or four or five or more. It's going to be massive, I yeah. reckon. There's already 30,000 people have signed up to follow, mm-hmm. and it's still two months away.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30,000 30, yeah. people, yeah.
3: yeah. wow. This is,
2: it's going to be massive, it's going to be massive. Hey, it, Get in cho- a shocking turn of events, it turns out that there are a lot of board gamers, and a lot of them really like Gloomhaven.
1: Well, yeah. yes. Yeah. But, I don't think a lot of yeah.
3: people
2: will be board gamers by getting it for the miniatures
1: rather than the RPG. Yeah. Or, or maybe
3: this is the thing that makes people try um, role-playing games because yeah. like, if you play the board game in Gloomhaven, you can, you could add a bit of character in it because there is a bit of a story going on. So mm. yeah. it could ease some people into the into the concept oh, like of it. role-playing. I,
1: like it. I wonder if the Avatar Kickstarter did because that made 10 million. And a lot of the people backing that were Avatar fans rather than yeah. RPG fans. But Definitely I wonder how know. many of them got the RPG Well, I'll give this a try now. I've got it.
3: Yeah. I Maybe,
1: mean, it's very pretty. I'd hope I'll that's that. the case.
3: I wonder mm. if it's a collector's thing for a lot of people that really like Avatar, yeah. though, where it's yeah. just... But anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Gloomhaven. Yeah. This RPG, it's just like a... it uses cards rather than dice, it looks like, from what I can glean.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's got eight ancestries, mm-hmm. which... Uh, I assume is their sort of version of race slash species slash heritage slash. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh 16 classes. Yeah. Uh, plus black backgrounds? Backgrounds. Skills and attributes. Cool. Does so, it say what dice it uses? Uh, I think it's cards. I think, from what yes. I can make out. So like, or maybe it has dice as well. Like but, the
3: board game, because the board game is cards hmm. based. Action yeah, yeah. System. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that guess, would be cool if it was just like cards and things like that. Because yeah, was,
2: that? was it it's Third Edge Warhammer? There's uh, a few. The there's some
3: system. superhero games I've played that are card based. Mm. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. There's, yeah. there's various ones out there. Yeah. But this was specifically a RPG that I was referring to.
3: No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was as well. There's a yeah, superhero yeah, there, RPG there are various, that uses,
2: uh, cool. that uses there are cards. Uh, we, we we talked about diceless RPGs yeah,
1: yeah. a while back, didn't we? We did last year. The year of
3: our year of our Lord 2022.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know that, their critical role?
3: Mm. I have heard of it. Um, you've heard
1: of, you've heard yes. of the critical, the critical role?
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, the critical role yeah. has a publishing arm called Darrington Press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Darrington Press has announced two brand new role playing games. Would you know? I do, Can you I do believe know. it?
3: I do believe it. (laughs) You
1: do know. You do know. I know and I
3: believe believe it. it. So yes to both those things. I'm enthusiastic and involved, Russ. Carry on. It seems
2: like the sort of thing that they would do. I can believe it, yes. It does seem like the sort of thing they would do. So the
1: two RPG systems, one's called Illuminated Worlds, Mm -hmm. and that is apparently a dice pool game designed for short story arcs and um, one shots and adaptable to lots of different settings yeah. sort it's of a, a, a generic it's
3: thing. a d6 dice pool, russ so it's yeah. exactly yeah. up your street actually
1: yeah uh and the other one is called dagger which is a a fantasy rpg with an emphasis on like long campaigns mm-hmm. so it's t- they're aiming for two totally different kind of end spec ends of the sort of rpg spectrum there i guess yes. in a way
3: yeah
2: different use um, cases
1: yeah yeah yeah. Um so they haven't got a date for when they're coming but they you will be able to check them out at Gen Con this year mm-hmm. which is August August ish around the about then anyway. Mm-hmm. Um yep. so uh, you, you can give you can give the RPGs um a try there I guess in demos or something like that.
3: Yeah yeah. So there'll be there'll be stuff and things. So we'll and if you're not going to Gen Con I'm sure EM World will do some coverage of what they yeah, previewed as, there. As,
1: as and when we learn more. Yeah. So,
3: yeah. Mm. That'd yeah. be cool. I like that. I really like because um, I think Critical Role uh, introduced a lot of people to role-playing games via D&D, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, yeah. But D&D is like the system everyone knows. So I love the idea that they're also being like, hey, when you play different style of games, different styles of systems will be useful for you. So I think yeah. introducing that concept to people will probably be really good for mm. the industry because they're like, oh, actually, if I'm doing this style of game, this system's better. And, you know, because cause I, I never believe people when they're always like, there's one better system because it, like, it depends what you're doing. Do You mm, know what yeah. I mean it's, 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 Different it's a t-
2: experiences yeah
3: it's a it's a tool for a toolbox, you know it's like mm. so if I'm putting a nail in the wall, I'll probably want a hammer, but if I'm doing you use something hammers else- to
1: put nails in walls.
3: I, I don't really know, Russell. Wow. I, I use this <laughs> metaphor for some reason, and I don't know anything about DIY.
1: Oh, wait, well, I just—I just say I use swords to put hammers in walls.
3: It will work. That
1: doesn't surprise me. But anyway,
3: you know, it will work. You can use any system for any story, but you're probably going to have an easier time with the hammer. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Probably, probably. End of analogy. That's a good metaphor. I like it.
3: I, I don't think I'm the first person to use that. I think I've heard Peter use that analogy on this very podcast.
1: Well, in that case, Peter, that's a good metaphor. I like it. What's that?
2: But Harry, you, <laughs> you what, if all you have, right, is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail Is the same. Yeah. I'm yeah. not claiming responsibility for that. I did not I didn't credit originally. you with
3: that. I think Okay. I think when we're talking about different systems or different things yeah. you use that metaphor before. Shall
2: we move on from
1: this metaphor? Yes. Should. I think we yeah. I think we've sufficiently sufficiently used the metaphor and Great. explained the metaphor and mm-hmm. got confused about the metaphor. And i yeah. credited
3: it now. to several different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. You, can I tell you about <laughs> werewolves then? Yeah, can then. you?
1: Um, you can. Will you? Is the question.
3: Yes, I'll do both. Okay then. So werewolves, right? If they were real, gosh, there would be some form of apocalypse happening. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful segue for me to tell you about Renegade Games <sighs> Studios and their upcoming release of Werewolf: The Apocalypse Fifth Edition. Yeah. That sounded natural, didn't it? It was good. Yeah. It was um, good. yeah it was but anyway, so they. Today... <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, Werewolf: The Apocalypse. So they originally announced this in like 2019. It mm-hmm. was scheduled for 2021. But then they're like, no, we need more time. I'm like, that's fair enough. We did the same thing with Runners Codex. We understand. Uh, but now they're like, it's done. And everyone's like, brilliant. And they said, so in August 31st, you can get your book. Um, yes. And lots of people are happy about that. Um, so it's using the fifth edition of the storyteller system used in Vampire the Masquerade fifth edition yes.
1: not 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 D fifth edition not D fifth
3: edition Story vampire the, the masquerade, masquerade.
1: Thank,
2: yeah. thank you for clarifying
1: but well, it's werewolf fifth edition yeah yeah the 5th yes. edition of it? werewolf is it, it's the fifth apocalypse. edition of werewolf yeah. yeah 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 are we done okay I don't yes
3: know. anyway I don't
1: know. it's the fifth edition of something
3: so yeah so if you like vampire the masquerade yeah. it's this but werewolves <laughs> I don't think that's their catchphrase, but that's very much what I got from it. Hmm. But yeah, and so the hardcover is available right. end of August. But if you're going to Gen Con, they're selling it there early. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, if you're going to Gen Con, yeah. you can pick up an yeah. early copy. It's so a big as old well. hardcover
1: book, 300 pages, $55 should yes. you wish to pre order it. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get it on August 31st, but if you're going to Gen Con, you get your copy earlier. You can go and pick it up earlier.
3: Exactly. Nice. Um, but
1: and this is, yeah, from Renegade, as you say, because they also make Kids on Bikes and they do all those Hasbro things like Transformers and G.I. Joe and stuff like that. So they do all those as well. Speaking. And it's the first version of this game for over 10 years. Really? Mm. Nice.
3: Well, you know, speaking of G.I. Joe.
1: G.I. Joe.
3: This will be a segue. Who do you think would win in a fight amongst Transformers, G.I. Joe and Power Rangers?
1: Transformers, because they're giant robots.
2: I got okay. Sam um, I, I, It's one of those rare occasions where like, yeah, Russ is bang on. <laughs> Giant robots wooden fights.
3: <laughs> well, those are interesting hypotheses, but you can put yeah. those to a test because yes. Renegade Games bringing out the field action guide to action and adventure, so you can do a mashup game of all those three different genres.
2: Woo! You can.
3: Gosh, what a natural! I'm so good at these natural segues. I mean, but yeah, so it's well, not
2: wildly different in times when they're set because Transformers and GI Joe are Peter- like my childhood. Just How let people fight
3: with fun, different monsters. I, well, there's Transformers
2: okay. in all different eras, aren't there? There's prehistoric
1: yeah. Transformers, and there's futuristic Transformers, and there's modern-day Transformers. They're all over the place, really. Yeah, sure, why not?
3: If you have um, questions like this... I liked
1: Grimlock. If you have Grimlock these questions, which
3: is fair, because many people do, the answers like will be in this crossover sourcebook for you, Peter.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you.
3: you can pick this up in August. Yeah. Not at Gen Con, no. though no no but yeah (laughs) apparently uh they've not not had they've not had confirmation of a gen con early pickup uh but anyway uh but yeah again, 55 dollars coming out in august and it's just Mm. like uh essence 20 role-playing system with crossover information for those three Mm. licenses on how to bring them together
1: yeah Mm. hey have either of you two ever been to an arby's
3: no
2: me neither not good that is, I believe, an American fast food restaurant, yeah, similar to our so.
1: I am informed that that is what it is. It um, is an American fast food chain. They've got a dice or something, don't they? Yes, they, well, not yeah. for the first time either. So, right. they have done this a few okay. times. Um, so, they've released their own RPG dice, $12 for a set. They already sold out, like, really quickly, but they're coming back on April the 21st, which is today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you can pick up some Arby's dice. I mean, there's nothing more to say about it really. Um, in place of the top number, they've got the Arby's logo, and I mean, there you go. I if can't anyone, think of anything else to say
2: about this, actually understands the cultural significance of Arby's to tabletop role playing. We would love to hear it because
1: Would we? What? would we though? Oh, no, well, the, I would be. Mean, we I
2: would I be can... intellectually interested in hearing a short potted history Peter, of the relevant. Peter, I Peter's can... email address as, as follows, please.
3: <laughs> I can provide a little bit of context for you. I can provide a little bit of context. So they, their marketing, they've gone very targeted, and they've gone for a very geek lifestyle-focused thing. So it's like video games, RPGs, comics, like cosplay, fancy all this stuff. So they target. They they just had a really specific marketing. That, kind mm. of okay, of no, that makes sense. I think it's because, and I could be wrong. They're open very like late,
2: mm. so I think the idea mm.
3: is that like
2: they have tables. Stay up late. Yeah, um, they serve food and they have good lighting. Mm. Perfect for your role playing game if you can't afford to be anywhere else. Mm. Yeah,
3: maybe. Uh, but yeah, but they but they very much are targeting towards geek. Lifestyle they have marketing for that sort of mm-hmm. group, and yeah, and much. they sell hot sandwiches. So maybe the idea is like, hey, you going to? Your I game, do like
1: sandwiches. I mean, pick up say, a whole do load like of hot
3: sandwiches. And do you I like
1: sandwiches game? more or less than dice? Well, you don't have to choose. <laughs> yeah, That's with, Arby's, you're Arby's, with Arby's, you can
3: have with Arby's. You don't have to choose. Have your hot <laughs> sandwiches and dice.
2: As long as you don't have a dice sandwich, that would not work so well. Arby's, totally not a sponsor of Morris's unofficial tabletop <laughs> <Yeah>. RPG talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell you who else isn't a
1: sponsor of, uh, of this podcast. Oh yeah. Who is? C- Cubicle Seven is not a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I will we'll talk about them nevertheless because that is what yeah. we do. Because we are a Newstroke. show. They sent and we me a parcel actually.
3: Yeah. It's, well, it's nice of them. It's not a, not sponsorship. I think they sent me a book. I haven't opened it yet.
1: Huh. Oh. Um, Anyway.
3: um, (laughs) (laughs) Just to be transparent with journalism, they did send me something.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know Cubicle 7's C7D20 system, which is their um, standalone 5e alternative system? Mm
2: -hmm. 7D20?
1: All right. Uh, No, C7, that's in Cubicle 7, D20. So it's Cubicle
3: 7's D20 (laughs) 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 It's not the seven D twenty system. I, no.
2: I, I, I that, am would, not, that would not be such a good system. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This is their
3: like take on the on five E in the same way that right, Black right. Flag and uh, Level Up. It, I, I understand. And it's a, it, a D
2: twenty yeah. system. It's not a seven D twenty system. It's Correct. You just look Correct. concerned.
3: Sorry, Russ. D
2: twenty system by Cubicle Seven. <laughs> okay. Not
1: a seven D twenty system by Cubicle. I
3: who guess. who does have a seven D twenty system though? Oh, I don't know, can, we, can I just tell you thing. about this thing? No, I'm, gonna do, I'm doing everything in my power to stall you now, because it became the bit.
1: C7020 is a brand new system, fully compatible with 5e, with in-depth character creation, designed for all pillars of play, launching later this year. Mm-hmm. There's an interview on, on my site with Emmett Byrne, who uh, works for Cubicle 7. And mm-hmm. um, he asked him a few, uh, Egg Embry asked him a few questions yes. about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so... First thing they sort of said, and it's just kind of a bit of an overview. What they've done is they've taken some of the mechanics that they've used in other 5e powered games. Yeah. Where they've like innovated and made new mechanics. And they've (laughs) put them into this. So some of the examples they give are there's Life Path and Haven rules from Broken Weave. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not super familiar with Broken Weave. I've heard of it, but apparently it has Life Path and Haven rules. Mm Uh, Uncharted Journeys has Journey Rules, which is a Kickstarter they did earlier this year or late last year, an exploration pillar Kickstarter hardcover book. Mm -hmm. There's non-violent conflict rules in Doctors and Daleks, Mm -hmm.
3: because they
1: did a 5e version of their Doctor Who RPG. Um, There's investigation rules from their Victoriana for 5e game. So they've got all these different 5e power games with kind of bespoke new Mm -hmm. subsystems in them. And they're bringing those together into C7D20 into a single book. That sounds cool. Is kind of how that's working. Hmm. Uh, Like like one single complete rule set. Hmm. So it's going to stay completely compatible with other 5e products. Mm -hmm. So 5e rules are going to be the jumping off point. I don't think it's kind of like level up a black flag in it's, it is 5e. It's, they're kind of saying it's compatible with, with the same kind of basic rules and elements, but there are quite a few changes.
3: Yeah, to the system. well, I think all of these systems, it's kind of like if you're used to 5e, you'll have the background knowledge yeah. to jump off and play these other games.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I, mean, I think this one will be a little more different than, say, Black Flag is kind of a 5e clone, really, okay. whereas this one's going to be a little more of an evolution on. It yeah, Flag, it sounds like they've got a lot
3: of stuff, and it sounds almost quite modular as well, so you could kind of take yeah. bits that you wanted from it as well. Mm. I think it's
2: a little unfair to say Black Flag's a 5e clone. I mean, they are very closely related. Well, that's kind of their stated
1: intention, wasn't
2: it? I mean, That's
1: what they wanted to do, create a open version of 5e.
2: I suppose suppose I'll just do what I always do, which is see what other people write that is good and then steal it and use it for my own games. When you say
3: steal, you mean buy their books and read them.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because nothing's been released under the open research... I can't remember what ORC stands for. CC, ORC, SLDs. It's mean, you can, I mean, I, I use, uh, stuff from Blades in the Dark. I think I do own a copy somewhere, but I've never actually read it. Hmm. Oh, there we go. Yeah. But yeah. Use, you, you, you use mechanics from other game systems. forwards. Anyway, that's yeah. your saying. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're planning on covering exploration, investigation. Um, they want to also make, a. Uh, combat that's more fun exciting engaging and fast-paced i mean so it might yeah that
3: sounds (laughs) the bar
2: is low gotta say
1: (laughs) yeah um so it's gonna be a standalone core rule book but there will be other books in the works they haven't Mm. announced yet and they expect c7d20 to launch with like two or three of these supplements that Mm. expand on the core rule book Nice. As well as that, their Broken Weave and Uncharted Journeys and Victoriana will be fully compatible with C7D20. So their other 5V powered games are kind of designed to work with them. Nice, nice. Um, I mean, their Broken Weave Kickstarter, is it on now or did it just recently finish? I can't remember. I know it, I did see it at one point. Let's have a look. Uh, oh, it has finished. Yeah. It has weeks. finished. But, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so their Broken Weave Kickstarter was yeah. recent and yeah. that, that funded recently. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's, it's just really interesting seeing all these people kind of moving into the 5e space, but rather than doing it in a way that requires, like, um which is the Coast books, that people are kind of moving off and saying, right, we're making our own 5e now.
3: I feel this was, like, the opposite intention of what Hasbro had in mind <coughs> <laughs> in January.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. that is kind of what's happening.
2: That sounds like um, a Hasbro problem to me, Jessica. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a Hasbro problem uh, to me.
1: Yeah. well, there's three major ones. There's Black Flag, there's C seventy twenty, and there's our level up. Are the three sort of ones that spring to mind? I think there are some yeah. others out there Oh, be I bet yeah, there's
3: probably. people working on yeah. stuff that they haven't yeah. announced either. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: And, of co- and of course, there's a ton of five e powered games. Yeah, mm-hmm. that aren't basically like generic fantasy, kind mm-hmm. of like those three are. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, lots and lots and lots and lots. Asper Genesis, playing smart. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sci fi ones. You know, there's um, you know, Doctors and Daleks, for example. Yeah, 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 true. You know, there's a Doctor Who one. You know, there's tons of them.
3: Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I think, yeah, the game of role-playing games kind of belong to people that play them. So I think if you really like 5e, you can still, you know, keep playing it even without supporting Hasbro if, if that's what you don't want to do. Hmm. So,
2: Yeah.
3: more games, more choice, excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I guess a lot of the problem is just hearing about these games and that they exist.
3: If only there was a handy news site. Podcast. We should we should start one. We should make news. one. We should
2: make we should make
1: what?
3: one. All right. Speaking okay. of that, should we actually tell people the news? What are the news? Okay. What news? Well, what? Oh well, Shall the we? News.
1: Shall we do a sort of sideways slip into D and D news, now, then? Shall we? Uh, go on.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Start on the D and D news. There's a few bits of D and D news. A few various bits. I want to start with some sort of uh Japanese artwork D and D news. Hmm. So. You know, like, um, the iconic pregenerated char- pre-generated characters. They call them iconics is the mm-hmm. term they use, but it, mm-hmm. in, in D&D, but pre-generated characters that you get in the starter sets and so yeah. forth. Right. So they've got a new set for the Japanese language release of D&D, which is like happening right now. Oh,
3: okay. Cool. Yeah.
1: Um, so, um, the Japanese iconic artwork is kind of, uh, sort of anime inspired-ish. I mean I mean, I'm, I'm using the word anime given, you know, utilising my full and broad and expert and in-depth knowledge of anime, and I'm sure it is definitely the right word to use, but yeah. <laughs> cartoony kind of inspires, like, artwork.
2: Manga. Uh, ish, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, manga's when um, it's on the page, anime is where it's on the screen. Is that mm.
3: what, look, maybe that's what the I, Japanese I RPG in. market expects from role-playing games. Maybe that's yeah, the possibly, popular yeah. art style. Yeah.
2: Possibly. possibly. i I, I think RPGs... the Call of Cthulhu books in <laughs> Japanese <And> Navi. <laughs>
3: Navi. I don't, I don't know. This is me, because I know role-playing games are big in Japan, but I don't think d d is as dominant in Japan as it is over here.
2: No. Call, no, of no, Call of Cthulhu is the biggest one. Yeah, It's the thing that we keep coming back to saying, well, we don't know what's happening, but it's awesome. Hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: So this uh, iconic... Japanese themed party is mm-hmm. uh, Cal Skiprock a lightfoot halfling rogue.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We have okay. got
1: Lafayette, a half elf cleric of Saloon, and obviously they don't have sort of the Japanese style names
3: Well, I imagine in the Japanese okay. language, the imagine in yeah. the Japanese language edition, they do have Japanese well, names.
2: With names, Maybe. they'll probably have like a um, like something that's been sort of slightly localized, but mm-hmm. will I don't know. probably sound quite similar. Know.
1: Well, we've got Atria Dawnguard, a human fighter; Old Scar, a high elf wizard, and Churlish, a dragonborn fighter. The nice.
3: Dragonborn artwork's cool.
1: Mm. They look yeah. hench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: it's a hench dragonborn.
1: Well, I think most most dragonborn look kind of hench, don't they?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Seven feet tall,
1: aren't they? <laughs> Seven feet wide as I've well. I've had
3: a like librarian dragonborn that's been very tall and thin framed and like wispy. Oh, and, fair enough. Yeah, because mm. they're like they're like. Dragon humanoid, so you could do a lot with the artwork and make things quite cool and mm.
1: interesting. Yeah, sounds sounds good to me. So um, we got some information about the DMG, the twenty twenty four Dungeon Masters Guide. Mm.
3: Some pretty pictures, I think.
1: Yeah, so there was a video. Well, there was a video posted mm-hmm. from Wizards of the Coast where they kind of delved into it, into the new version of the DMG, and we got a kind of uh, uh, outline chapter by chapter of what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting Chris Perkins from Wizard of the Coast he says I don't think anyone in the universe will say that the 2014 DMG is a 10 out of 10 they've been saying that a little bit recently they've been very kind of publicly acknowledging the weaknesses of the existing DMG and how they want to improve it
3: mm-hmm.
1: the bar um, is so, low. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Funny. yeah just how I feel yeah
1: yeah Yeah, so, yeah, so I've been thinking about how they, how they want to do things better. Um, um, they, they sort of said that the DMG's organization is not good, um, Mm. for a lot of people. This is going to be the first DMG for a lot of people following Honor Among Thieves and things like that. So they want to make it good for new people coming in.
2: Okay.
1: Whereas the original 2014 Dungeon Master's Guide was primarily sold to people upgrading from the previous system who kind of knew what a Dungeon Master's Guide was. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a slightly different folk organ, audience focus
2: there. Yes were they going to do writing frames, or am I getting confused? I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? The, yeah, well, I'll, I'll go through it chapter by chapter, because I'm
1: just kind of reading it as I... Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to try and skim ahead, because so I'll just confuse myself,
3: Okay, I think. all right.
1: Um, so, chapter one uh, is, like, basic stuff. So, it, w- it was originally, like, buried in the middle of the book, all this stuff. It's basic stuff, like, what are these dice? How do they work? Uh, how right. do I do this, how do I do that? So it's the really basic concepts.
3: All the yeah. core rules and stuff,
1: Oh uh, Yeah, well, not the core rules are in the player's handbook, but um, oh, okay, the of sort of like basic sort of yeah. conceptual stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's moving to chapter one. Yeah. Okay. And chapter one in the original DMG was how do you create a, com- a campaign world, which mm-hmm. they've pushed all the way back to sort of like, uh, uh, I think it's like four, four or five, chapter four, you know, in mm-hmm. the middle of the book, mm-hmm. as that's not the first thing you need to know. That's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, you work towards that. Yeah. So chapter two is like DMing advice, Mm -hmm. uh, basics, common issues that come up in play, uh, they're going to talk about, um, like different styles of DMing styles, how DMing styles can change over time, session zero stuff from Tasha's, um, things like that. So, you know, it's kind of like the advice chapter. Yeah. I don't know how in depth it will go. I assume they've mentioned safety tools. I assume that will be in that chapter. I guess the question
2: that was on my lips, Russ, you haven't. They
1: don't. They don't say specifically, but I oh, assume no. so.
2: Right,
1: I assume so. And they mentioned they mentioned um, uh, session zero, so mm.
2: that's
1: sort Something. of thematically related, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But chapter three then is going to be like this kind of rules cyclopedia. So it's going to be all of the core rules that aren't in the player's handbook, but they're going to be organised in a single. Chapter in alphabetical order for easy navigation.
3: Oh, so it sounds like your rules reference sheet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That so it's nice. kind of
1: like all the optional rules. So you know the dmg has got a whole bunch of optional rules Yeah. the current one. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that there's going to be a chapter just full of those in alphabetical order. I'm guessing.
3: Okay.
1: I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's kind of my takeaway from that.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Then we got chapter four is adventure building,
3: mm-hmm. where
1: they're going to have concrete adventure articles... Uh, how much information is and isn't needed to run your own campaign? That sort of thing.
3: Oh, okay, that's useful.
1: Chapter five is campaign building, including a sample campaign. By campaign, I think they mean world building. I guess. Yeah, because a campaign. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean like an adventure path, which is a campaign. Yeah, Another, and I yeah, no. I think yeah, no. this is
3: clearly geared up for people homebrewing their own thing. So yeah,
1: I think that's world building. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, six is cosmology. Planes. I mean, like getting your nails
3: and lashes done and stuff.
1: Yes, that's that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Important things to put in the DMG.
2: Cut yeah. your nails I mean, short
3: so you can roll dice and you don't get any breakages.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you're going to use gel polish, then you have to be careful about the exact UV intensity of your uh, nail-drying machines. Very that's important. true, yes. Yeah. You can get. You don't uh, want skin cancer. You can. And my nails.
3: sister-in-law's a dermatologist, and she's actually mm. said that they're seeing higher and higher results of people with skin cancer underneath their nails from using those yeah. things. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not nice.
3: It's yeah. good that they're putting that in the DMG so people are aware. Yeah. What else do they have
2: in there, Russ? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's like the first thing I'll include, but I suppose they put it in back in chapter seven. It's six, important. Let's so it be very <laughs> con- comprehensive. Yeah.
3: What, what else, for us? What else?
2: <laughs> uh, no, chapter seven, <laughs> chapter seven <laughs> magic.
3: Chapter <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that got you, did it?
1: Yeah. Uh, chapter seven is magic items, and they're adding common magic items from Xanathars in there as well and creating some more magic items to fill existing gaps. Mm hmm. Okay. Um chapter eight is a surprise. They're not telling us.
3: Oh. We
1: don't know what chapter eight is. And then we've got the appendices, which will be a map appendix. And mm-hmm. you know, they mentioned a law glossary as well that they were mm-hmm. gonna put in there. Mm-hmm. That's, That's fair, gonna yeah. be in there as well. So it's an appendix of major NPCs, locations, creature types and things. You yeah. know, what's an AUKUS, that sort All of thing.
3: Right. This yeah. this clearly sounds like a shift to make five E very accessible for new people, which Ooh. I think is good to be honest, because mm. I think a lot of people uh, hear about d first because of all the reasons yeah. we know. So they go in to look at it mm-hmm. and go, oh, this is a complicated mess. I don't really know what I'm doing. Then go away and then think that's all that role-playing can be and so don't engage mm. with the hobby in general. So yeah. I think 5e being more accessible is overall a good thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. All right. And then finally, 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 we got another video put out. Like Wizards are putting out loads and loads and loads of videos. Um, so this was yeah. kind of all about sort of the just like random tidbits about upcoming releases. Yeah. So it was kind of a sorted kind of grab bag bit stuff. Mm-hmm. Um it talked about like the you know there's a Vecna themed adventure coming in 2024. Yes, mm. yeah. yeah. They talked about how you're going to be visiting different worlds in that across the multiverse. Nice. Cool. I mean multiverse is kind of their word for the next few years I think. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same as Marvel. Yeah. yeah. They shared some art which obviously I can't show you on a podcast, but we can put a link in the show notes so people can have a look at the art. Yes. Mm-hmm. They showed some art mm-hmm. from, from the book. The new Fandelva book is going to be a Fandelva campaign. Now, that is going to include Lost Minds of Fandelva in the first half. Nice. And then continue on to higher levels from there.
3: Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about that last week, wasn't it? Yeah, possibly,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, they did, yeah, there was was information on the uh, uh, Creator
2: Summit as well, Mm -hmm. which overlaps with this video. I think it's probably Sly Flourish I'm thinking of, who has put online a really nice way to mix and match lost minds of fandelva mm. and the uh dragons of Spire peak oh right yeah uh basically sounds like something
3: so, they'd
2: do it's it's pretty good and mm. i have to say it's a lot stronger than either campaign in isolation cuz fandelva had that lost Mines had that problem where the first encounter you have is goblins and with the wrong mm. with an inexperienced gm that could just be well good game players uh you spent 40 minutes of your life making a character, now they're dead. <laughs> like, to it's like, um, it, could, it could have been an early version of Traveller where your character dies during character creation. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much, yeah. Um, uh, note to aspiring game designers we are not making favourable comparisons here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, where
1: were we? So, Planescape. Planescape, yeah. they're reimagining Planescape for yeah. today's audience, honouring like the roots and then expanding from there. Okay. Hmm. Although they say they're expanding, but as I recall, they are talking about a three a book, slip book? case, quite, quite yeah. thin
2: presentation. So I'm not there's sure like, how much expansion. Yeah. Gazetteer, a monster yeah.
1: and like a
2: 96 page one or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. sure, sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah. We will
1: find out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Deck of Many Things book coming out. Uh, the Book of Many Things. Yes. Although they're also bringing out a new deck because the new deck, has additional cards. Now, the original deck, 22 cards, I want to say. Oh, 22 goodness. cards in a deck of many things, I yeah. think. Yeah, I can't, can't uh, remember off the top of my head, yeah. Yeah, so this is going to have a load more So the yeah. deck of many cards. more
3: things. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so if you're yeah. super familiar with the deck of many things and you've destroyed many a campaign world already using it, you can destroy many a campaign world in brand new and exciting ways. <laughs> <Ooh.
3: How laughs> I love exciting. a bit of deck of many things. That's, in this collection of books, that is the book that I'm looking at. Not... Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to play 5e again though to, but like if I were I'd be interested mm. in that book
2: yeah well, well a book. It, don't forget book you can do stuff you can do that I yeah. don't
3: do that
2: oh I totally do you should it's great fun it's like someone has a good idea you're like oh my idea now thanks yeah. <laughs> oh, your maybe. players will never know the difference
3: <laughs> yeah Anyway,
2: the um the the book will dig into the
1: lore and history of the deck of many things and its cosmic place as a force of chaos and it has player and dm content so I don't know what the player content is
2: for related to that but that's going to be interesting to find out. Mm. Oh, good. Subclasses based on randomness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what D&D needs. Well, I don't I don't hate that idea. Peter's excited.
3: excited.
2: <laughs> ah. No, I'm
1: sure you don't. <laughs> you should see their little face. Mm, yeah. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep.
3: Yeah. All right, and that's <laughs> that's the Dungeons and or Dragons information we have for this week.
1: No, we got more. Okay. Ooh. I did not say that was the end. All right. I, it was in I mid-flow, I apologise.
3: Please carry on.
1: <laughs> huh. yeah. um, so, you know, Venger, Venger... Venger. Venger. Venger or Venger? Venger? Venger, I just think
3: of the Venger bus from, like, that early noughties pop band. No? Do, do, do. I don't know
2: The what Venger is. boys are back in town. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is it
3: like that? Is it like I a Euro pop no. early noughties no, vibe? no, this is
2: Venger, who is the d d cartoon from decades before you even thought of, with the single horn. They're the yeah. non-unicorn villain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's, uh, we already know he's going to be featuring in an upcoming storyline uh, of some kind. But Chris Perkins might have hinted, and I'm not sure. You can decide whether or not this is what he's saying, that Venger is, in fact, a red wizard. What? Oh, is- well, he says he's a, a, a redder red wizard. Okay, sure. What does that mean? I don't know whether he's hinting there that he's actually a red wizard or he's just like a red wizard. I don't know. But he's not just a wizard that dresses in red. He's an actual red wizard. Maybe so, like
3: crimson,
1: offay,
2: yeah, yeah, Scarlet Wizard.
3: So a red, or <laughs> red has the
1: so yeah.
2: w onto his clothing. Absolutely, why not?
1: Yeah, <sighs> and that's okay. basically it. Yeah, and this League okay. of Malevolence that they're talking about—that's going to be in upcoming products. It's a lot, of, a lot of those it includes a lot of various bad guys from um, from the past, but also including some from the D and D cartoon series, and there's. Also, people like yeah. Cat and War You remember War Duke with his one-legged trouser? And uh... mm-hmm. we have discussed
2: War Duke <laughs> yeah. and his one-legged trouser. We have. Yeah. Is that great... not
3: as a one-legged trouser, not a skirt?
2: Uh, no, because it's only down one leg. So it's literally a one-legged a trousers. Trouser. Pair of trousers, yeah. and you'd lost one of the legs. Yeah, and then you made the trousers out of chain mail. But but,
1: but, but, the encaps- no, but the other leg No, but the other leg, the other it fully encapsulates one leg. It's yeah. it's a tube, but not the other.
2: Is it true that oh, you Oh, put, I assume a skirt, this person had one, have leg. one leg. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a I mean, a skirt. maybe a
2: skirt with like the center sewn up and a really long thigh gap or something. I don't know. I don't know either. It's, it, I just you, feel like we're you keep too much for I feel
3: since. like you describe a skirt to me, and I say a skirt, and you're like, "No, it's this." And then you continue to drive a skirt, and I'm like, "So a skirt," and you're like, "No, Would you like to see a
2: picture of it." And then you, Would continue- you like to see a picture yes, of it. Yes, Thank
3: you. If I
1: show you a picture of it, you will understand what I mean. If I see <laughs> this Sorry. and it's
3: a skirt, I'm it's really not, I promise
1: you, it's not a skirt. I, I, yeah, if I mean, you send me a picture
3: right. of a skirt right now, have you seen a
1: pair of right. shorts before,
2: Jessica? Are you ready? Here we go. Have a look at that. All right,
3: like
2: it. I say uh, figurine of War Duke. So we'd just like to point out that the blue stuff <laughs> is technically armour.
3: Okay. He's also he wearing is a also skirt. also wearing a skirt. He's also
1: wearing yes. one, but the yeah. one-necked trouser is clearly a one-necked trouser.
3: Is that not... Could that not just be like wearing one suspender? Like a tight... Like tights. Like... I then he's got
2: one arm as well, look. Yeah, but that, that's got nothing to do with it. So where's the centrepiece? He, he
3: clearly stands that, like, that side... To, to bear the brunt of it.
2: Clearly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's looked at diagrams of survivorship bias. us.
3: Yes. <laughs> I got all the people that came yeah. back
2: had their right arms and right legs badly injured. It's like, well, all the people that came back had their right arms and right legs badly injured. So what we need to do is just put armour on those bits and we can save it on the rest of the mm. body.
3: <laughs> you know what? I think someone did this, <clears throat> this, this thing. Because, yeah. We could have to put a link to this in the show notes because it's a lot. I think People complained about bikini armour for women. They're like, This is ridiculous, this wouldn't work. They're like, well, well this man also has this and they're like, Okay, equally ridiculous, carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh. It's just from left to right on him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that that's lovely. It's it's not the case, but that is. A that's why i d-
3: that's my headcanon.
2: Yeah. Mm. I I'm 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 okay with it, go with it. That's, I will. That's, yeah. thank it's you. better it's better than it's better than reality.
3: It's better than reality. <laughs> we'll you'll be glad to
2: hear
1: I've now finished the D and segment of the news there we go thank you it's done good it's finished okay. it's gone there's no Ooh. more D news i feel
3: like D is pumping out more news now because i feel like that it's it's been enough time since the ogl that they can actually talk about stuff offensive. they're doing instead With of that, just it's constantly yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. three months is how long it took it's good to know Yeah. all yeah. right any more
1: news any more for any more
3: no
2: no, oh I do these, I... sorry. Oh okay, what? okay, okay. okay. Well wow.
3: that's, ex- that's most
2: exciting I've <laughs> ever heard you. Tell
3: us uh, what? Uh, sorry, I just remembered something and it uh, it was painful. So okay. Catalyst Game Labs, um, yeah. yes. Shadowrun RPG. They have uh Hollow Street's the Shadowrunner Collective. So this is like kind mm. of their version of the DMs Guild and um, Storyteller's Vault. So you can publish mm. your own material for Shadowrun on there, and also their rules like version of Shadowrun Anarchy and mm. um yeah they've got terms on there to post your own stuff and they also give you like free art packs to use layout and cover templates so it, it looks pretty good so if you have like Shadowrun content but you're not really like a publisher and you don't know about layout and art and stuff they kind of got a lot of stuff mm. there for you so you can just mm. get your stuff out so i thought that was quite nicely done um mm. so yeah so if you're a fan of Shadowrun and want to publish your own stuff mm. there you go
1: so i got An interesting thing. This is kind of like a theme rather than a specific Kickstarter. There's three Kickstarters.
3: Okay.
1: Um, that I kind of wanted to mention. And these are kind of like, how how to phrase it? Romantic? Um, this is the wrong word. But romantic RPG Kickstarters. Kind of designed for couples to bring certain elements. So to combine RPGs and the, Home lives, as it were. Okay. So there's three of them.
3: Right. What well, are they called? Cool? Okay. I want to see these.
1: <laughs> Peter's looking really confused. Uh, yeah. So it's I mean, like I'm two really player, two
3: player RPGs that are designed for couples.
1: Yeah. Okay. So one of them's called Price of the Dragon, a role playing game for couples, which is on Kickstarter at the moment. And, and this is like TTRPGs and LARPing come together. A 5e, there's a 5e compatible version. And this is just kind of like, Um, it's a fantasy based game for couples which um, invites players I'm reading this out now to act out real life intimate scenarios to advance gameplay and move the story along it's light hearted and makes intimacy fun so it's designed for a couple to play together (laughs) Jessica you appear to be laughing yeah. <laughs> what, what was it called again? Because am uh, this one. Right, this one is Price of the Dragon, a oh my role-playing God, game. I for just scroll
3: down the Kickstarter page, and they have a censored okay. image in it. <laughs>
1: okay, so that's one of them. Okay, there's, yeah. there's three. There's three different ones going on at the same time. I like coincidentally. There's one called Roll for Romance, d and D date night, and this is kind of like a Jane Austen inspired uh, adventure for a couple to play together. It's kind of
2: interesting. An adult role playing game for couples. Yeah. Lewd yeah. Dungeon Adventures. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, fair enough. It's Yeah,
1: it's kind of a date it's kind of like describe it as an ideal date night activity. Um
3: I mean two player board games do very well for this reason, that couples at home mm. midweek can mm. play games and stuff. So I guess this is just bringing yeah. that acumen to um yeah. role playing games.
1: Yeah and the final one is a 5e book called Kinks and Cantrips. Hmm. All of these all of these three all all pretty much at the same time and they're all doing fairly well they they're doing pretty well. Um but this is kind of like 210 pages of D&D compatible material for a whole slew of kinks. Right? Um yeah, I mean I, I'm not sure how much use you would actually get out of that in a game um there is like it's got monsters, it's got contra. magic items, it's got spells, it's got um a campaign setting, backgrounds, it's got a whole load of, sort of subclasses, it's got a whole load of stuff in there. So a big old big old source book there. But yeah, three three kind of adult themed um you know specific Kickstarter, RPG Kickstarter. And
3: doing well as well.
2: I'm doing well, yeah, yeah. Specific. Yeah. I'll just go out my blasts want Specific game mechanics to <laughs> represent pain and pleasure. Uh the escapologist, a whole new class that focuses on getting into sticky situations and ensuring you always have a way to get out of them. Twenty-six subclasses. There's a lot of subclasses. The slinglash conclave ranger, who uses her latex-like ooze as slingshot ammunition <laughs> to ensnare her foes. Okay, alrighty. Anyway. so yes, so that's, that's a that's a an unusual yeah. thing. It's like
1: this is a, this is a thing that is happening at the moment. There's yeah. three of them. All at the same time, and they're all doing
2: okay. I mean, can we talk about the third ed book? Or should we just move on? The third Dead book? Yeah, what was it? The Book of Swallowed Darkness? Or are we talking about... The Book of Erotic Fantasy. Oh, Is okay. that the one you're I, I'm, pro- I'm probably that a thinking one? about the Exalted one. Anyway. Yeah, so it's like it's got a tradition.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, different people, different things. Yeah. There are different audiences for... It's audiences for all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah
3: there we go. Well, as long as you do lines yeah. and veils and gets consent in your campaign, I guess it's all fine. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you know, they're kind yeah. of designed for couples to do together. You yeah. Know?
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, so that was that. Yeah. I just thought I'd mention it because I thought it was interesting that I, I thought th- Yeah, three, three these at, the at the same time. time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: It's like, it's like, it's like when Bugs, yeah. Life and Ants came out at the same time, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those two meteorite hitting the earth movies.
3: Armageddon and the Deep Impact. That's the one. There
2: we go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're done with the news now, aren't we? Lit. Is that it? We're done. Sweet.
3: Welcome to your first annual performance review. Do do sit down.
2: Oh, thank, thank you, you, you're, you're malevolent.
3: <laughs> so my name is Blood Rain the Unforgiving, and I'm head of Minion Resources here at the Tower of Despair. So how has your first year been?
2: Oh, most agonising, your maliciousness. Oh, quite harrowing, I'd say.
3: Oh, good, good. Just what we like to hear. Now then, let me tell you how uh, our performance review system works.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you, your spitefulness.
3: As you may know, we have a two-in, one-out policy. So two of you are attending this performance review, but only one will leave.
1: Yes, I was rather curious what that meant. Your uh, your vindictiveness.
3: <laughs> oh, it's quite simple. So you will both be evaluated, and one of you will be rewarded with continued servitude, while the other will be disposed of. It's partial recycling commitment, you see.
2: That disposed of your depravity.
3: Yes, yes. As you may have noticed, both of your chairs sit atop trapdoors. These trapdoors open to a chute down into a pool of lava snakes.
1: Um, uh, uh, lava
3: snakes? Oh, yes, delightful little things. They like to play with their food. And now then, let us begin. So, Minion 17918.
2: Yes, your turpitude.
3: Tell me what you've accomplished this year.
2: Uh, well, your wickedness, I have slain over a dozen so called adventurers built four death traps, and mucked out the fire demon stables every other week.
3: Hmm, I see. And minion 29863.
2: Uh, Ah, well
1: of your iniquity. Uh, I poisoned the Archduke, twice,
3: burned down
1: the Imperial Orphanage, and I looted the Royal Treasury.
3: Ah, yes. All very good, very good. Now, on to teamwork. I led
2: three raiding parties into the Outer Shires. Well, I trained my
1: squad of murder ferrets in the latest assassination techniques.
3: Oh, oh, wonderful. Now then, my next category is called bringing your best self to work.
2: Oh, uh, I work myself up into a bloodthirsty frenzy
1: every morning. And I make sure to bathe myself in the blood of the vanquished before breakfast.
3: Right, right. Well, oh. I must say you're both doing very well so far.
1: Oh, oh thank, thank you, you man, your malignity.
3: Right, let's take a look at your timekeeping. As you know, we do not tolerate tardiness here at the Tower. Minion 17918, it says here that you have dutifully worked 25 hours a day for the last year with zero toilet breaks. Is is that correct?
2: Yes, your side nurse. yes. Oh. And uh, Minion
3: 29863, you have... Oh, sorry, what, what does this say?
2: Oh, I I cloned
1: myself so that I could work double the hours without pay Your rancidness,
3: Most enterprising,
2: yes. Oh, but I not only worked without pay, I also offered to pay for the privilege your corruptness.
3: Oh, well, that certainly changes things a little.
1: Well, I moved into the lowest dungeon so that I could get to work an hour before I even left.
2: I turned myself into a zombie so that I could serve the evil overlords for all eternity. What well, I sacrifice my pet goldfish to the gods of evil I put pineapple on my pizza Wait,
3: what? The pineapple pizza? See here, I know we're the most despicable fiends in all the land But even we have limits
1: yeah, I, I feel quite nauseated
3: I mean, cursing the 19 kingdoms to a century of plague is, is one thing uh, well I uh... But pineapple on top of a pizza
2: I was just trying to be evil, your insidiousness.
3: I mean, there's evil. And then there's... Oh, I, I, I mean, I shudder just to think of it. Minion 17918.
2: Yes, your business.
3: You're fired. Ah!
0: Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget Patreon.com slash Morris. Can I go now?
2: So listeners we're going to talk about save a kingdom because whilst russ and jessica have talked about it in excruciating detail uh and if you watch the live stream yesterday you will be able do feel free to chip in as to who you felt was the best russ or jessica and we'll we'll know what the answer is then um uh you you, you should probably skip this next bit however if you haven't had enough to save a kingdom or if like me you're like well i'm quite interested in it but i don't really know that much about it then this could be a good time for you so um this to save a kingdom business it's uh, what a compilation of free adventure paths if i recall correctly and it's is it and it's, it's all set in your homebrew world is that is that correct
1: uh, kind of um it's no. not homebrew world in the sense that i've ever used it at home it's one mm. that i created specifically for this oh, okay um yeah. so and the world when I created it was literally only like a tiny part of the world it is now Mm. I kind of expanded it much later but um, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here Um, Mm. I'm starting in the middle rather than the beginning so in answer to your question what it is is a compilation of three adventures that have been previously published have now been greatly expanded and revised Mm. put together into a gorgeous great big hardcover book and the three adventures are called To Slay a Dragon the second one is called to stake a vampire, yep. and the third one is called to
2: smite a fiend, and it's like four hundred
1: old pages. It's a big old hardcover book, big adventures. No,
2: that is third to thirteenth level. Quite a lot. Um, like Jessica, what can you tell me about the 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 book itself? It's like it's what three books? Is it? It's one been... book.
3: It's all in one book. So it's a hardcover okay. book with all the adventures in. They're in different chapters. But the edges have we've put a different colour on like the edge edge of the page, Ooh. so you'll know which section you're in. So
2: love it, mm, and love of it.
3: course, uh, you know we do love a good bookmark. <gasps> we yes, do love marks. we do love ribbons at <laughs> E.M. Publishing mm-hmm. with Level Up Books. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's the three adventures put together, which has been like they've been added to and kind of remastered a bit for Level Up Advanced Fifth Edition because they were mm. originally put out for Pathfinder and for 5e. So mm-hmm. it was oh, uh, the first time you wrote it, Russ, was for Pathfinder First Edition, right?
1: Yeah, so if, if people are
3: like, ah, oh, that sounds cool, but I want it for Pathfinder, it already exists. You can purchase it there. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, that's only... Uh, it's not only as expanded to, and, yeah. Yeah, only, only the first of the three adventures. To slay a Dragon. Pathfinder. As right. I recall, I might, I might be remembering more, but I'm pretty sure yeah. it was just a Slayer Dragon. I
3: th-
2: right. That's for Pathfinder. Yes,
3: so you, okay. Can, okay. I'm pretty sure. you can play a bit of it there.
2: So, so, so there's been a release for 5e of the second two, is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, so they went out in Insider magazine, our 5e magazine, right. and they were serialized yeah. over like a period of a couple of years. Like, oh, okay, okay,
3: and then not
1: like every week, but just sort of
3: yeah, you know, occasionally. And then it's been made into Level Up Advanced Edition, but it's had loads of stuff and things put into it, so it's all one big yeah. book. So there's yeah. like new, there's a new yeah. origin it- backgrounds. Mm-hmm. There's some feats in there for players. Well, there's a
1: whole setting overview in there. That's yeah, whole the, the, overview. It, so, so what it Originally, when mm-hmm. I when I created yeah. to slay a dragon years and years ago, many yeah. many years ago, um, mm-hmm. so basically it was based in a sort of uh, it was it was very much a sort of sort of tribute to the Hobbit in a way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it start it started yeah. off in a little village, yeah, not unlike the Shire, um, mm-hmm. and you travelled across land, and then you yeah. killed a dragon in a mountain, yeah. So it was kind of a tribute to it. It's not the same as the Hobbit, no, no, don't, no. don't get me wrong, but it's kind of you know it, thematically, is yeah. it, It's kind of a.
2: But, like, you know, I loved The Hobbit as a kid, and this is my kind of... T- touches on to a similar yeah. experience of that journey and arrival. Yeah. And I think yeah. journeys are quite important to mm. you in role-playing. Is that fair to say? Yeah, because Tolkien always has been a big staple part of my...
1: You know, I read Tolkien mm. when I was at school, and there's yeah. always been... When you say fantasy to me, Tolkien's always been up there. as mm. one of the things. Mm. And Tolkien's thing is journeys. Mystery. You know, yeah. it's The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. They're journeys, yeah. big, long journeys. The bit at the end is just like a little bit at the end.
2: Yeah, the two towers, there's quite a lot of walking in. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot
1: of walking up hills and a lot of walking down hills.
2: Well, I mean, the scale involved was quite, quite immense. So, I mean, is that sort of... Because obviously a big issue that one has when one is attempting to run d d mm. is that the scale does change gear pretty hard and mm-hmm. going from tier one to tier two to tier three Mm. i think the adventure ends what was it 12 16 something like that 13 13 13 13, yeah okay three so it's a three to 13 level adventure and you said Mm. also like you're talking about coming from a shire to begin with is that like Mm. compatible with the memories of holdenshire it's the same shire it's It's all the same same. it is in fact holdenshire
1: (laughs) it carries straight on from that adventure so memories of holdenshire is
2: Mm. the level up starter adventure mm-hmm. levels 1 to 3 mm-hmm. this is levels 3 to 13 so so what what i'm hearing is that conceivably you could run memories of holdenshire which you can that i'm pretty sure i've seen that for free on the uh like like the website it's on the tools website yeah, yeah yeah so you could run that and if that was awesome then you could just switch into just carry on with yeah, this yeah you know, it is like uh, the uh, full so
3: path you don't need to have played memories of holdenshire as the characters no. and uh, well players all the characters don't need to know anything about that but it does lead into mm-hmm. it we did have someone on the kickstarter say why starting at level three that's very random and i had to explain it's because it follows on from this story that ends at level three um but, but yeah. we have got bundle deals on the kickstarter as well so if you do want to get both mm-hmm. and do the the whole thing from one to 13 you certainly can do mm. Nice,
2: yeah. nice, nice, yeah. nice, okay. But,
3: yeah. but what's nice about To Slay a Dragon is that as part mm. of the adventure is designed for like a level three to seven. So when you yes. go up and face this epic dragon, you are like mm. going to be level seven. And this, this dragon, what like, what's, nice. is it spoilers it's to say this CR year? not a CR appropriate
1: account. Yeah. So. It's, yeah, it's not in any <laughs> way.
3: Um, and so it's, but you know, but but you know, there'll be things, stuff and things that happen that'll enable you to approach that fight and not just instantly die. And I think yeah. that's really...
2: Makes some good decisions. That's why it hear. makes
3: it feel quite epic, because it is like a mm. big epic encounter and thing. And, and it does mm. feel, again, a bit Tolkien-esque that you're just this tiny little person, like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. <laughs> but it's in no way appropriate, which feels very much like The Hobbit. Like The Hobbit's just there like, I, I just wanted to right. like have a pork pie and yeah. a nice evening at home, and now I'm here.
2: Yeah,
3: um, yeah. yeah and it feels like it, that. If,
2: it feels very much like a sort of tale of being underdogs and succeeding against... Extreme odds. Is that, Mm. is that fair?
1: I'd say so, yeah. I mean, there's absolutely no way you could take on that dragon without certain plot related Mm. spoilerific things in the adventure. Uh, There are MacGuffins to be found, is what I'm hearing. Uh I mean, it's it's, it's kind of sandboxy.
2: Okay. So technically,
1: you can choose to do that. You can choose to just go and walk across the, and go and fight the dragon.
2: Rock up, journey to the dragon and fight it. Come on, then, you big scaly fella. How yeah. hard you really... You will, ah! you, you will lose, but you
1: can do that and there's nothing in the adventure stopping you doing that. That's, but- that's what the adventurers
3: in the actual play series were running for this on um, the mm. Save Kingdom actual play. They went straight in and they just got completely burned up and one of the players just pulled them out slowly and <laughs> carried them home. Mm. <laughs> so, so they're like, maybe we should do some stuff before we go and do that again.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. I guess that's part of the the buy-in required which is like there's presumably some sort of hints and npc saying actually maybe you shouldn't try and face tanker dragon
1: yeah exactly yeah, yeah. There's, there's clues and information to be gathered which leads you to certain things which assist you in the task
3: but oh, okay, to stay okay. a dragon isn't very railroady at all because there's not a particular no. order you need to do things there's like stuff mm-hmm. happening in the world there's like a list of Things like at the very beginning, it's like in when you're in um, Hainsbury, it's like these Mm. are all the things that are happening, and different ways that Mm. you can like let your players know through different NPCs what's going on, and they can Mm -hmm. engage with different things that kind of interest them. But you don't need to do it in a specific order. You doesn't, you Mm -hmm. know, they don't have to even do everything in theory, really, do they? So it's.
1: Well, yeah, there's like 10, I think it's 10 different quests in Hengisbury that you can engage in, Mm. some of, or all of, or none of, if you want. But Mm. the idea with those quests is, A, they sort of give you a bit of experience and stuff Mm. and get you going. Mm -hmm. But uh, more importantly, they ground you in the the starting area. Mm -hmm. So going through these 10 quests, you probably won't do all 10. You'll probably do some of them. I think when I ran it on my Thursday nights, they did like three or four of them. Mm Uh, mm-hmm. They just end up doing the ones they seem most interested yeah, yeah. in. You drop the yeah, yeah. you drop the hints and yeah. yeah, pick up which ones they're obviously interested in, and you run yeah. with those. Yeah. So um use that. But they then get to know the places, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. get to know the characters mm-hmm. and the NPCs. And when stuff later in this adventure, and in the next adventure, and the next two adventures yeah. happens to those places and NPCs, mm-hmm. because you're grounded there, and you know these people. Yeah, yeah. it's got more emotional impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Can.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. No. Yeah, you care about yeah. this stuff. Because yeah. you built up a relationship. Yeah. Before and before. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, the idea is, is that you go on your various hunting for MacGuffins, be they NPCs or uh, daggers with dragon slaying plus three. <laughs> That's not a spoiler, by the way, I'm just, There are no daggers of dragons to have Is wrestling. there a dragon,
3: Lance? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> no, because he does not wish a dragon... i tell you what, there is, there is a sword called Dragon Bane. Oh. oh well, okay. there, is, there is that. That that seems like it would be helpful. Yeah. Um, be okay,
3: so bane of that dragon's existence. Are mm.
2: there, like, little... Because um, you said you've re- reworked these three adventures, and mm. does it, um, extra things have been added in are there like little plot seeds for the further adventures yeah yeah? yeah for
1: example in the oh. first adventure yeah. you'll find references a diary and stuff like that mm. too this a bit spoilery um
3: uh, not, not, not spoilers, but there's a there's
2: a reference to i'm getting some sort of vampire yeah
3: well chapter two yeah. is called yeah. to stake a vampire yeah so yeah. i don't yeah, that's not spoiler, i think is everyone's, is you know everyone's that's gonna be like i imagine this this will be about goblins
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vampire goblins, no. oh, the worst
3: Well, there is a vampiric <laughs> yes. dire bear in chapter two.
1: There is, there is a vampiric dire bear, so, and it's quite great, uh, great artwork
2: as well. Uh, by chapter two, you mean book two, right?
3: No, they're all in the same book, just to be clear. Oh. They're three adventures in one book, right. one physical book, yeah. but they're into yes. three kind of different sections. To why they did so three chapters? It's called chapter. Oh, okay. So, chapter one is to slay a right. dragon, which is levels three to oh, seven. Okay. Uh, chapter 2 is levels, uh, which is called Stake a Vampire, which is uh, yeah. levels 7 to 10. And then Chapter 3 okay. is To Smite a Fiend, 10 to 13. Uh, they're no, all God. in the same okay. physical book, so You haven't got three separate books, so it's one really? thing. No, no. Um, yeah, but it's all, it's
2: all one book. Hmm.
3: I guess in theory you could, say if you're wanting to play this adventure but your characters are already level 7, you could jump in at Stake a Vampire and just play that. Yeah, but no. I think it would be more fun, like Russ said, if you play through the earlier parts of the adventure because it mm. that gives you grounding in the world. It makes you care about the people and the NPCs. Mm. So then that makes mm. the story a bit more meaningful in To Stake Especially
1: of towards the beginning it's a Stake of vampire, things do happen to people you know. Yeah. Mm. And that...
3: So if you don't know them, you'll be like, that's sad. Well, that yeah. But if you're mm. like, my players would, in my campaign, be like, no, it's Larry, we love Larry. Mm. I'm definitely yes, going sir. to kill Larry
1: Yeah.
3: in my campaign. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> So this is kind of set in the World of LSR, mm-hmm. which was created yeah. for this adventure bar. Mm-hmm. And LSR is it is Tolkienesque in the sense that it's got yeah. Tolkien influences as opposed to Forgotten Realmsy influences, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's a, a website, so,
3: worldoflsr.com, where you can see yeah, with the some maps information and the locations yeah. and yeah. settings.
2: So. I, I mean, I, I have had a look at that. So mm-hmm. I guess, uh, but because it's using Advanced physician, there are... Dwarves, elves, humans, so far so Tolkien-esque. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Orcs, uh, what about the other creations and creatures that are available for... Well, there aren't
1: nations of these, you know, there isn't like... Okay. A, there was once an elven empire long ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. But other than that, there aren't like nations of dwarves and nations of orcs and nations of humans. It's not like not that because like that, that, that um, would fly in the face of like the culture yeah, It's led not. It's, uh, it's not. What's the word? Mono- monoculture. That's the word, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Monoculture. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not like Star Trek. Like every planet is a monoculture. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wh- which, that. which is the original Tolkien style. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so yeah. there are different cultures within this place, which. Um, some of them will have majority. Yeah. Or? So
1: they're kind of more yeah. like countries. So yeah. mm-hmm. there's like the Albion Highlands, which are kind mm-hmm. of very Scottish because mm-hmm. they're kind of, they're misty and rugged with locks yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And you know, there's lots of old castles there and warlords just mm-hmm. kind of like bickering and feuding a bit and mm-hmm. like hard, hardy sort of folk just like kind of yeah. living in the highlands and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's not like they're all humans or they're all dwarfs. It's like a mix. It's, an, it's not yeah, a specific yeah. heritage. So it's, like, it's
3: a, Culture, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, People people who have the same sort of values and ideas, yeah. yeah. In
3: in the book, there is that new culture, the horse riders.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so there's there's the uh, horse lords of Australia, Australian, yeah, yeah, who've uh, you know. You can guess what they're influenced by. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. so, you know, it, it does. I it's not. There's not influences. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, like, not hiding. But easy, but, yeah.
2: but we sort of need conceptual hooks. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's like this, but yeah, yeah. different. Yeah. So you've got sort of yeah. an idea in your head, and then you can adapt it rather than yeah. saying it's something yeah. completely new, which is much harder to actually understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but because yeah. it's
3: um because it's uh, you know level up, you can have any culture and any heritage combination you like because they're mechanically separate things so you can choose them and choose whatever you want so you could play mm. you could play any heritage you want in this campaign it wouldn't affect anything
2: yeah yeah, yeah. well i'm i'm just interested like people like gnomes dragonborn these aren't your know, classical yeah they exist because it is yeah. it is mm-hmm. you know
1: it's, it's that game it's not it's yeah. not it isn't middle mm-hmm. earth is, yeah
2: i'm just um, want, I'm just wondering like obviously there's like no monocultures per se as you said because that's just never uh-huh. really a thing but like where do where do they come from within these various things is there like a majority are there ancestral lands what's happened
1: uh, not really no it's yeah. like um yeah it is kind of melting potty in yeah, a yeah. way mm-hmm. i guess yeah. okay. um you know it's an old mm. setting yes yeah. I mean it's a new setting. <laughs> it's an old setting. The world is old. There's
2: been a lot of events.
1: Yeah. So, and yeah. like the origins of all this we haven't gone into. So no, no. hey, maybe there was back like, you know, yeah. ten thousand years ago, something yeah. like that, but we haven't we haven't said so.
2: Yeah. It's, it's not something there's that. No, there's not there's no current law about this. This is where you're sort of arriving at this snapshot in time. Yeah. And yeah. then like so uh, obviously a thing that many people enjoy is things like factions, uh, mm-hmm. competing and so forth. Uh, I know things like Zeitgeist, which is the sort of industrial revolution style.
3: Mm-hmm. Renaissance
2: sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with uh, Ryan Knox work and so forth. That mm-hmm. is very heavily into the factions and so forth. That's very political and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lot, yeah. Lot lot, of NPCs. Whereas it feels like maybe this is a smaller cast of NPCs, a bit more manageable. Or- oh, yeah.
1: It's certainly not mm-hmm. as political
2: and intriguing as, as I guess. There's a lot of NPCs oh, yeah. though. Play. There's a lot of NPCs. You've got, you've mm-hmm. got three, cha- three large chapters in, what, yeah. 400 pages. Yeah, I would expect to see an NPC or two, but I. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's... we kind of populate Hengsbury, which is the uh, yeah. Yeah. starting town slash village, mm-hmm. with like dozens of
1: NPCs. Yeah. You I know, you know. know, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, sort of thing. You but, know.
3: but like, <laughs> the... like Russ said, it'll be what your players engage with. So every campaign, if, mm-hmm. if lots of different people run this adventure, different parties will make friends with different NPCs in the town because they just like them Mm. more. Mm. And it will never be the one you think it will be with your party (laughs) either, because that's how how it works. Mm.
2: So, um, obviously, we're trying to avoid... I mean, obviously, it's a bit tricky to avoid spoilers for GMs, but I'm sure there are some players listening to this. Mm -hmm. But, like, are there things like, um, say, dungeons in there?
1: Mm -hmm. Are dungeons within... Yeah. I mean, the dragon lives in a volcano, which is essentially a dungeon.
3: There's pictures of the maps Exciting. on the worlds of Ellesar um, site, yeah, right. so oh, if you uh, can see. Yeah,
1: the vampire. The vampire lives in a dungeon. There's, there's yeah. dungeons. Yeah, there's, yeah, a yeah. Wizard, there's a wizard in the third one that has a dungeon, where it's basically a tower, yeah. but it's a dungeon. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are
2: there are dungeons of plenty. So yeah, there's yeah. lots
3: of maps to get out and involved with as well.
2: So so it feels like sort of the. Uh, I don't know, the technology level is very much in your traditional pseudo-medieval. yeah.
1: yeah that's yeah. yeah.
2: I'm not trying to hang labels like this. Yeah,
1: it's not as, it's not as Renaissance as like core D&D and Forgotten Realms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, yeah, ahead technologically, mm-hmm. like by, by a few hundred years to this, I would say. Yeah. Again, technologically, it's Tolkien-esque mm-hmm. in, yeah, yeah. in level.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that does allow for things like underground dwarven cities and magic and so forth so that's yeah of uh, course yeah yeah mm. and in terms of like the amount of magic in the setting how how important is magic and fantastic beasts and so forth oh. pretty they,
1: important i mean magic's a little toned down right in the sense okay. that uh certain planar or extra dimensional or that sort of magic doesn't really work mm. oh. um, which kind of grounds you a little more in the world
2: Right, right, right.
1: Um So you can't you can't plane hop and you can't teleport about and all that sort of stuff.
2: Okay, so it's sort of so like got, plane locked or something or plane. Kind of, yeah. It's yeah. more
1: that the planes don't; those planes don't exist. Right. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> so it yeah. just doesn't work because it's not there. I'm mm. um, like the elemental planes, for example, in LSR, Rather than having the four elemental planes being some sort of
2: like existing space, yeah. they yeah.
1: they are actually. Concentrations on in the world. So like basically oh. deep underwater is basically the elemental plane of water. Right. The volcano is the elemental plane of fire. So if you wanted to summon a fire elemental, you'd have to have a fire nearby.
2: And that would be Oh nice. So so it's sort of kind of like a polar approach. As in there's yeah. almost a pole. Of fire. Well, the
1: elemental planes aren't somewhere else. No, they're, in they're the here. World. Yeah. They're wherever yeah. fire is.
2: They're yeah. yeah. wherever the water is. You know, or, that sort of thing. or earth and so forth. So you yeah. could, if yeah. you wanted, I guess, walk there? Yeah. I mean, well I don't imagine it would be a great experience, but you'd be like, yep. <laughs> now what? <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't, they don't really exist. The yeah. elemental
1: planes don't really exist, as no. they do in D&D. They're no, just, no. instead of elemental planes, mm-hmm. you just kind of mm-hmm. say,
2: okay, do you... The equivalent is being deep underground. The equivalent is right. actual fire. Right, yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Sort of so, as uh, there are also a very strong... Because, I you know, in Tolkien, we have, like, nods to mm. uh, sort of a parallel fairy realm, mm. which I got to say, I sort of associate with Tom Bombadil and so forth. Yeah, well, we've got, um, um, like,
3: The Weirwoods are
1: yeah. So we've got yeah. the, the dreaming and the yes. gate, which kind of, so yeah. basically there's, um, and this is, this is, this is Tolkien-esque. So yeah. there's, uh, there's, oh, I've forgotten the bloody names now. Uh, <laughs> Sil, Sil, Silviana, which is across the sea. Right. Which is basically the sort of heavens-ish sort of, sort of the,
2: thing. The, 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 the go- but again, to the it's physically west. across yeah. the sea. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 P- and then there's the pit, which what on earth was that called? I forget it's what, called what it's called. Arterist, but deep below the it? earth,
2: but yeah. that's deep below the earth. Right. That's sort of a hidden place. place. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So you can physically go to these places without having to like use some magical tab-
2: portals or stuff. They're physically there. Hmm. Well, that, sounds, that sounds pretty
1: interesting. Yeah. 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 And we don't distinguish between gods and devils and demons and angels and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So all oh, those okay. creatures, yeah, creatures. Do exist, yes. But they're all, but all those, all that terminology is just ah oh, terminology to try and categorise them. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, okay. they're basically, and also they're not aligned specifically. They're individually right. aligned. So you can literally have a good balor or an evil angel or whatever.
2: So, so sort of like the alignment in the traditional D and D sense just doesn't really apply here. Is that
1: correct? Not to those, no. Not oh, to those. No, okay. I mean, yeah. individually they do,
2: but only in the same way that individual humans are good or bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you could have it in that fashion. Yeah. All right. Groovy. Uh, so in terms of art, cause I, mm. I know that there's a lot of focus on art on Ian e& publishing stuff, which I have mm. to say is, is a high bar for me to reach, but I, I do I do, you keep going for it. Um, what, what sort of, uh, is it just old art or there new art? Is there new art going in as well?
1: Yeah. 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 We've got new art. we got, well, obviously we do have old art from the original oh, Yeah. 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 Of of yeah. we got, the original yeah, yeah, we've, art, got, we've got lots extra. of new art too.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Especially that vampiric bear. I do like that. <laughs> but my favourite piece is, is Cordia Pousas's covers, original oh. covers, mm-hmm. which we use. Here. we use the original cover of "Slept to Slay a Dragon." That art on the yeah. on the cover of this Because hmm. yeah. that fire dragon is gorgeous. It's one of mm. my favourite Claudio Posas pieces. You
3: can actually purchase prints, like posters and things okay, there is cover. one
1: on the wall of my brand new gaming room and you'll see it on Sunday. Oh,
3: excellent. When we come over I to I should look forward to it. Um, but yeah, yeah for the, so the cover, you can actually buy it directly from the artist from... I, I should have, We should get their website. And the ClaudioPosas.com. Yes. Is, is yeah. that the website? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll put it in the, yeah. the show notes. But you can purchase the cover of them separately and all the money will go to, to the artist. So, nothing mm. to do with us, but like um, in terms uh, of... We won't yeah. the any funds, but... It's really
2: but, nice art. So, Cla- 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 Claudia is lovely <laughs> and lots of time for him. So yeah, okay, uh, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. He also did the, he also did the vampire as well. Yes,
0: um,
1: Nemurtvi, mm. Mert- Nemo- which is the, uh, the evil primordial vampire that oh. returns in, in in the second adventure. Yes.
3: Yeah, it's it's a good artwork for that. It does, so, yeah, uh,
2: it's good good artwork.
3: But yeah, yeah. so. Yeah.
2: Uh, so Jessica, you're talk, talking about a vampiric dire bear. Yes. Yes. Um, what? What? I mean, the name is very cool. But what in particular caught your eye about it?
3: I mean, the fact that it's called vampiric dire bear, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the title, it, yeah. and there's some cool artwork with it, and it just it looks nice on the page, and like, I mean, I don't really know what to tell it's you. It's a vampiric, dire, it's bear a vampiric or... dire bear. It does everything you want it to be. Yeah. Expectations. It's like, it's like if you've seen Cocaine Bear. But like
2: a vampire yeah <laughs> except it's a vampire good good yeah. like yeah. So we took cocaine bear then we spiced it up kick it up a notch bam we made yeah. we took yeah. cocaine bear yeah.
3: and made them immortal is what we did yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Um, we good. decided that cocaine bear just wasn't enough <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's competitive yeah. but is it competitive enough is it enough for <laughs> advanced fifth edition players yeah. right right oh, i like it it's, uh,
3: it's available now for another two weeks i think it's got until the 4th of may and we are doing mm-hmm. the thing the kickstarter, Yeah, the kickstarter yeah. and we're doing the yeah. thing we always do of you get the pdf instantly so yeah. if you back the kickstarter you'll get the pdf in uh Very on likely. the on like the the day of the 4th of may mm-hmm. and then we're looking to get the books printed quite quickly actually we said september originally mm. on the kickstarter but i'm Maybe it might even be a little bit quicker, maybe, because I'm talking to logistics and fulfilment people at the moment. and But Ooh. definitely by September, mm. unless nice. unless something weird happens, like and there's another global shipping crisis, oh. which we joke about, but, like, does happen yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, but, do, yeah. Yeah. but, yeah, so, again, doing us. really quick fulfilment for this, which would be we really nice. We have
1: exactly 900 backers as of this moment. Nice. There we go. It's yeah. Lovely. We've got two weeks to go. Yeah. Brilliant. Really brilliant. 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 Yeah, I do like this. I'm running this on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm like halfway through the first adventure through Just yeah. a Dragon, so it's, it's it's taking a while. But mm. I'm running this on Thursday nights. And we're having a great time. We're having a really good time. How long mm-hmm. have you
3: been playing it now?
1: We started. I think it was November. Yeah, but we missed quite. We missed quite a few weeks. Over Christmas because mm. of and you've yeah, moved Christmas house and stuff. To- and I've moved house and mm. stuff. But like it is
3: that. like a really long adventure path. So this is a really good thing if you're looking in level up yeah. to sit down and play through a ca- long campaign. There's mm, a I lot reckon It's hit. probably
2: about a year's worth of weekly four-hour sessions in there, depending. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. 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 At yeah. least, at least.
2: Yeah. So, Ooh.
1: yeah. It depends on how much you engage with it, though, because it's sandboxing. Yeah. You can yes. engage with it more or less. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you
2: can. You, you could probably speed run it.
3: Yeah.
2: <sighs> I mean, you can get natural twenties, but...
3: kill the dragon at level
2: three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but, but it's like it's it's sort of. It can be about the journey rather than the destination, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, this
1: is big on journeys.
2: Yes. And it's a yeah. big,
1: big on journeys. Because, you know, Level Up has all of its journey rules. and yeah. So it's big on journeys. And the thing is, this is also for 5e, not just Level Up. So we do True. include the information you need
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
1: to do that. So but, if you haven't got Level Up and you just want this to play this for 5e, don't worry that we're doing a whole load of fight, uh, Level Up stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Because it's all in there. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it, it's not a complicated task to run an advanced 5th edition game in 5e mm. i mean i'm a big advocate of gm saying okay well we're gonna play another game like should we use 5e i'm like yeah sure why not and i'll mm. use the advanced Rift edition stuff because that makes my life so much easier and you can mm. play with 5e if you if you like mm. i don't really mind mm. it's much yeah. the same yeah. it just means you don't get the adventurer's guy stuff you don't get it's a cool stackies. if you don't want them that's fine yeah
3: if you mm. don't want cool treats <laughs> that's, that's on you
2: we do have a ton of a ton
1: of cool me- new mechanical stuff in there as well. So we've got the three Ooh. adventures, obviously. So we've got over seventy-five new monsters in there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is this including is... the uh, vampiric diabert? Mm-hmm. I must. A...
3: Yeah, star of the show. Yeah. One yeah.
2: shield Tl the spider queen. Mm. Is this something is... that Paul Hughes has been taking a hand in? T.L. Well, was in the original adventure. Oh, so yeah. I was thinking more like the new monsters and like have they been. Uh, no, I think this is this is before Paul came on board. Paul right, 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 is okay.
3: busy working yeah. on monstrous menageries yeah. too, right yes.
1: now. Yes, very busy on that. So, uh, yeah. if
3: Ooh, I know, I should, if a lot I of people are following the monstrous menagerie, then uh, monster menageries two is looking to come out next it's year. Be fair. It is yeah. in yeah. production. Is that the right phrase? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah well, pre-pre, no, not pre-production. It's in, development. Exactly written, so, yeah. it's in I know, development. I know for probably. a fact that people are writing for it because I'm yeah. of the people yeah uh, okay. so, <laughs> there, we so,
3: there we go but there are 75 uh, so new monsters got? in Saber Kingdom to keep you going between now and then
2: yeah so 40 yeah.
1: new exploration challenges that's quite nice wow 40? So yeah. a, 40 40 new exploration challenges there's yeah. 20 new mag- over 20 new magical items yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice uh, a bunch of mundane weapons and equipment oh I do like mundane weapons and equipment yeah, and then we've got an overview of the Board of Elisar, its lands, its cosmology. We've got in-depth vehicles about the village of Hengisbury. We've got a new culture. We've got a new background. We've got 10 new feats.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I do like a good feat. Yeah, the feats are all very sort of cultural.
2: They're designed to sort yeah. of embed you in the world. Oh, nice. That, I mean, that, that that's the thing. It's like, I was just sort of wanting to... I I'd like to run it, but basically I'd want to sort of create it as a special experience. So... Mm. Go through, create special cultures mm. rather than necessarily the ones in the base level up game, mm-hmm. which mm. are really good. Yeah, but like obviously so that's what I'm, that's what I really
1: want to see. I want to see someone make a world book, a setting yep. book with all mm. unique cultures in it, yeah. based in that world. Yeah, well, I mean, very specific like country named culture sort of thing. You know. Well, yeah,
2: yeah. So I mean, if you
3: are a third party publisher for Level Up Advanced Fifth Edition, this is an opening for you.
2: But 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 uh, I wouldn't be able to because it's your intellectual property. Well, technically, yeah. You could a culture, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, for
3: your...
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, well, that—that's thing. It's like, yeah. But I mean, that's what I'd want to do, hmm. which is like different. But yeah, I mean, for my for a home game, I can obviously do what I like because
3: no, it's my home game. We will come to your house and check. <laughs> mm. Oh,
2: so that's two players I've got it lined up already. Love it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Are we done yeah. talking about To Save the Kingdom? Think, I feel done. Well, it is live on Kickstarter. If any of that sounds interesting, take a look.
2: How much will the PDF cost? That's what we've got to know. 20. 20, okay. And the books? 20 magic beans. Ooh, 20 magic beans. 20 20. magic beans. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Uh, what's that to the dollar, too? Yeah, and also, (laughs) uh, like, uh, hardcover?
3: Yeah, hardcover is 50, and we have the collector's edition that match all the other collector's editions that we have for 70 as well.
2: Mm. Oh, oh. Yeah. We only well, well, on we, note, we are running low hard. on the
3: collector's editions because we only ever do one yeah. print run of I'm, them. So we do have a bundle yeah, of all of them at the moment.
1: Yeah, but if you don't if you if you don't get them by the time we went out, that's it. We're not, mm, we're not yeah. doing another print run of those. Copy.
2: seize that penguin. That's what we're saying. Seize yeah. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> that penguin. Russ, yeah. Jessica, thank you very much for telling me all about To Save the Kingdom. You are most welcome.
3: That's all for this week. We will return all next right. week. Bye. Bye. See you later. Well. Bye.
2: Bye. 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 Bye.
3: After all this, it's not from Freely. Well, it's
2: from Cubicle 7, so that was always a worry. Oh, that is right.
3: the Die RPG that I backed on Kickstarter.
2: Uh, oh, that's Kieran Gillen. It's not from Cubicle 7 at all. It's not
3: from Cubicle 7 at all. It's <laughs> from Rock and Deckard. I assumed yes. it was from huh? them because they sent me an email said, we're going to send you something, and a parcel arrived. That is yep. the Die RPG.
2: It, it's the Die RPG, or as they know it in German. The RPG. <laughs> the RPG. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. I look at that later because
1: we're recording a podcast. Moving on from that terrible
2: joke. Should we? We're getting back to cubic. Oh, bad! Bilingual. It's been a good day for bilingual puns for me.